1: FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Tide. music station, f 104 4 Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by Eva P. Rafter, who's Cystic Fibrosis and Cervical Cancer Advocate and also a health blogger. Hello, how are you?
0: Hey Louise, thanks for having me.
1: Thank you so much for joining me. So I suppose, give us a little background into Aoife.
0: Yeah, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm 29. I was just 29 last week. Um, Happy birthday. Thanks. (laughs) Um, So I have cystic fibrosis, a life-threatening lung disease. Um, And two years ago, when I was 27, I had just come home from Australia for being unwell with my cystic fibrosis and actually was diagnosed with cervical cancer stage 1B1 um, the day that I arrived home. So I suppose between diseases and illnesses and treatment and covid It's been an insane two years for me. Um, I've obviously been been cocooning and stuff too. Um, So it's just been a whirlwind.
1: How has it been cocooning for you?
0: Like, probably the toughest time of my life, um, which probably speaks volumes, considering what I've just blurted out about my health battles. Um, I think I... It like cocooning came really quickly mm-hmm. and at an unfortunate time for me I was literally six weeks finished my radiotherapy for cervical cancer I was just getting my life kind of back together settled from back and um, being from Australia and all the rest yeah. Um. and then I had to cocoon for well till now I guess um which has just been so difficult on my mental health. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of processing from the trauma I endured. And I was also just started going through the menopause at that time because um, of the treatment I had for cancer. Mm -hmm. Um, So to be honest, it was definitely the toughest time. The first lockdown was, I'm actually amazed I... I'm here as well as I am to talk to you because it was so dark and difficult.
1: Yeah, because at that time you want to be around friends, you want to be able to get out and about, like, and the fact that obviously COVID came that that stopped it all for you.
0: Absolutely, like mm-hmm. there was no kind of. It was difficult to feel supported by the people that love me because I had to be isolated from them. Um, at the time, there was so much fear and unknown in relation to the virus, so I was completely eating on my own I had bought a like a little um kettle and mini fridge and I was like just kind of staying to my own quarters and using like gloves around my house for shared Mm -hmm. household items like it was mental it was so it was just such fear and anxiety um and then there was obviously a chemical imbalance going on hormonally Mm -hmm. with the menopause so I was just completely overwhelmed
1: because I followed you on Instagram for a long time. I think actually before you'd come back from Australia, I was already following you. And you always seem so positive and upbeat. Do you yeah. work a lot on that for yourself?
0: God, I do. Like, mm-hmm. I think for years I was not that version of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's very obvious with having a chronic illness of any kind, your mental health, um, does go through you know ups and downs mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really realize until I suppose recently um, like I would be waking up in bad form and I would be irritable every single day for silly reasons and um, so through going through the really tough times I've realized how to work on keeping myself more positive and I know what works for me now Um so I do like a lot of work on that but it's so worthwhile.
1: Yeah, I, I used to enjoy you doing your plants and I actually yeah. enjoyed you decorating your space. It was quite...
0: Oh. It was nice so for to me to watch. Yeah. I
1: know, it's a bit mad, but it was nice for me to watch when we all had to obviously lock down. It was just kind of a nice outlet going, oh, well, look, look what she's doing. And I'm just sitting here doing nothing.
0: <laughs> I know, but that's so obviously okay too because I certainly have those days. And I think that's what's difficult with social media too. Yeah. I... Don't like to say that social media is the big bad wolf. I feel like okay, Instagram and the likes is around 11 years now. We mm-hmm. know how it's used, it's used for marketing and advertising. So, not everything is so authentic, but I do try to be authentic and share the crap times because I just think that is so important for human connection mm-hmm. and to people for people to connect and relate to one another. Um, yeah, so I mean. I'm trying to be one of those accounts that people don't hate on.
1: (laughs) No, I don't think so. And actually, I love your honesty as well because I suppose it's teaching me as well about these things, like about CF and about the process you've had to go through for cervical cancer. Like, I think that's important for people to talk about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean... I had the, like cervical cancer is really slow growing um, Mm. and I did have my smears, like I was 27 when I was diagnosed so I had my smear when I was 25 before I went to Australia. And then I was having these, like, really odd symptoms. But, like, I'm on so much medication. um, I put a lot of aches and pains and stuff down to being on, like, steroids or anything to do with CF, really. Mm. Um, So I was kind of ignoring or not paying proper attention to them. Plus, I was in Australia. I was absolutely smashed. I wasn't always employed. So, like, I wasn't putting my health first. Yeah. Um, until like my body was screaming at me and the symptoms were just I had every symptom in the book so I went for an unscheduled smear test but like both of those smears said no abnormal cells despite having a, can- a cervical cancer tumor in my cervix mm. so I try to kind of teach what I've learned along the way on my account because like if I could just help anyone avoid what happened to me or like letting it happen later on with a like a more aggressive form of Mm -hmm. cancer like i just i think it's so terrifying the things that i didn't know and my girlfriends didn't know about the whole process that like you know smears aren't 100 percent reliable Mm -hmm. as my case um, showed and you know not to have a smear test when you're on your period i was actually advised to do that at the time but that's conflict because like that actually um alters the results of your smear test um and there was just so many things i learned that like we don't know as women and they're not being spoken about and you know pushed forward why are we not learning this in like sex ed in school like Mm -hmm. why are we not learning about all of these different infertility issues we can have um, because I was having cancer, I actually had a round of IVF first as well, okay. um, which was great. So I got to freeze some eggs for oh, hopefully great. the future. But there was just so much I learned at such a young age. Yeah. And it was frightening that none of my girlfriends you know, knew any of this info either. That's the thing.
1: And we also tend to put things on the long finger. It's kind of, oh, that yeah. will go away. Oh, no, it's okay. It's just such and such or whatever. We tend to kind of make excuses for sometimes obvious pains or obvious reasons like
0: hmm, that's it like and I definitely was guilty of that at the time mm-hmm. There were tough lessons to learn but I'm so grateful that like I can sit here and talk about it now and say what I've learned you
1: know yeah and it's great that you are talking about it yeah no
0: I feel like I have to I feel like it's just my responsibility from being given this second chance you know
1: mm-hmm. and I suppose now as well we're kind of looking towards vaccines How do you sit in that bracket for vaccines?
0: Well, like so many people around the country, I'm not 100% sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that cohort 4 only includes people who have had treatment for cancer within six weeks, which there's so much issues with because, I mean... You could be in between treatments then, for goodness sakes. And Mm -hmm. my body was immunocompromised for more than six months after my treatment. So I don't really like that that's six weeks Mm thing. But there's so much confusion. And the fact that we're like divided up into different cohorts is a massive, unethical kind of insulting um issue for a lot of vulnerable people we don't feel like we should have to fight against one another by Mm -hmm. saying like oh no this group is more chronically unwell than the others they should be prioritized quicker like no we should all be being prioritized way more urgently than we are or than is intended for us to be um like has been done in northern ireland and the uk we want to just get all the vaccines to vulnerable people um you know together we don't want to have to be saying who's sicker than one another so it's it's an absolute nightmare at the moment not a lot of us don't know where we stand there's so much um mess there's not a lot of clarity at all between our gps and our consultants um we're not sure where we'd get the vaccine from when there's no timeline and they're also talking about giving us vaccines that don't actually suit immunocompromised people and mm-hmm. um, we should be getting the mRNA vaccine that suits our bodies better but we're not um getting that one according to what's been said at the moment mm-hmm. so it's all really not good enough at all um and i think people that aren't affected by it are just taking it for face value and they're like oh that's grand sure they're getting pushed up a bit now go cohort for it. but it's an absolute mess
1: i don't think we understand it if that's Oh, yeah honesty, we don't really understand i don't really understand any of it to be honest i'm kind of just going what i'm being told and that's I yeah suppose, what exactly you're saying we're kind of just going along with it and hoping that we come to an end rather mm-hmm. than kind of questioning it somehow
0: yeah mm. i know and i understand that sure how are people supposed to know everything about everything unless it does affect them in some way but um yeah no there's so much work to be done on that um we really like it's so it's so hard to deal with seeing my friends and my family all getting the vaccine and they're almost like afraid to tell me mm-hmm. um now they're getting it obviously because they are frontline workers and the rest mm-hmm. um but it's so hard to see them all getting it um and i'm just still here cocooning and it's it's been really hard like to you know the way we've been treated we've been told to stay in stay cocooning while the rest of the healthy population continue with normality in some way and we have to now continue to do so and watch them all get vaccinated with no timeline for when we're going to get vaccinated weird
1: there is a website that people can go on to isn't there that they can get more info
0: yeah, so we have created a bit of a campaign and a website. It's called Vaccines for Vulnerable, the number four. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go on there, fill in your details, and an automated um, message will go to your local TDs on the issue of urgent vaccines for all vulnerable people. Um, so the brilliant if people really did do that and supported us with this campaign because this is really urgent. It's just so behind times.
1: Now, chat to us about your health blog.
0: Yeah, um, so I created that in the middle of, I suppose, cocooning. It wasn't all worth. (laughs) It wasn't worth nothing in the end. Um, I spent so long doing it. But I created com, And I just speak about what I'm going through, what I have gone through, things that have helped me along the way, um, and then my own love of Mm -hmm. self-care, self-help rituals. Like, I love all of that. I'm also studying to become a reflexologist, so I talk a little bit about that too, and acupuncture, CBD, all these amazing things that have helped my treatment overall with CF and cancer. Um, So, yeah, it's a lovely little space.
1: They're just good for your brain, I think, those kind of things.
0: Yeah, they're fantastic. Like, when I started doing them, I was like, oh, my God, how have I not been doing this my whole (laughs) life? They helped me so much, like, with my pains and aches and energy and sleep. It's brilliant.
1: It's like that. We put things off. We need to just kind of go, right, I'm going to try that. Like, at the start of lockdown, I was like, I'm going to go play guitar. And sure, (laughs) I signed up to these online lessons, and it never happened, so... You Know one of these days I will say something and actually do it. <laughs> I
0: know it's tough going, but like with your intention, intention is there, it'll happen eventually. Oh, I, I hope <laughs> you know, so. I hope the so. The diamonds, right?
1: <laughs> so, how can people keep up to date what you're up to?
0: Um, I'm really vocal on Instagram, Um, it's ifa.p.org. Sometimes <laughs> I forget, <laughs> it's ifa.p.org. Um, yeah, I'm just really vocal there with day to day stuff. Uh, self-care stuff Um, I do health videos of course as well where I speak about what cervical cancer symptoms are um, what the results of cervical smears mean, all the different types of results. Mm -hmm. I obviously am urging girls to get their screenings and everyone to get all health screenings, pay attention to your body. And the Vaccines for Vulnerable campaign I'm speaking about there too. Um, so kind of everything. And of course, my four dogs. They are oh, my pride.
1: <laughs> they're so gorgeous. And um, what's the little white one called? Oh, yeah,
0: that's Brax. Oh, Hence, yes. You know, my home and away fan, oh, Australia, and oh, all right.
1: sizes. you like yeah. my Pippa, a bit of a drama queen. She's oh, kind of, They're such the drama. drama queens, yeah. It's oh so he's funny. ruined. Yeah. She doesn't like you don't you don't give out to her at all. You don't tell her to stop. She goes into like a mood. And you can tell straight away. It's <laughs> sulk like people have heard people like you're nuts, your dog does not. It's like no, she definitely does silk. She oh, sulk. She was What a
0: human. Like yeah, I say Brax not. is one third cat, one third human. <laughs> like he just sleeps all day long. I think he like being the, um, having an owner who has a chronic illness probably suits him to the ground oh. all I do is chill
1: they love that they love to just curl up right beside you and they get as close oh. as possible it's lovely. so funny it's lovely but Eva thank you so much
0: no thanks for having me Louise much appreciated
1: not at all talk to you soon bye now FM World Force Sunday Night Live
0: with Louise Ty